your exclusive home for prop sports. Oh, it's good! It's good! This is Rowan Radio. Connors with the game winner! 89.7 WGLS-FM, Glassboro. Rowan Radio, 89.7 WGLS-FM proudly presents Offsides, a weekly roundtable discussion about the world of professional sports, featuring the diverse perspectives of the Rowan Radio Sports Department. And now, here's your Monday host, Larry Dealman. Rowan Radio 89.7 WGLS-FM. You're tuned in to another Friday edition of Offsides here on Rowan Radio Channel 2. I'm Larry Dealman, usually your Monday host this semester, but I'm filling in for Danny Ryan, our Friday um, host. Uh, he is uh, calling the football game in a little bit, along with Connor Brown, the profs, taking on the uh, TCNJ Pride in just a little bit at Richard Wacker Stadium. But we'll get to offsides, and then we'll get you over to the football game. I'm not alone here in the WGLS studio. I have Josh Counts and Ali Pontano. Gentlemen, ladies, well, you know what I mean. Welcome aboard. We got a lot to discuss. Um, football, basketball, baseball, you name it, we're talking about it. So we'll start off, and it was weird when I was writing this itinerary because I'm so used to Mondays now where it's like week whatever reactions from Sunday and looking ahead at Monday night. Well, now we're going in a completely new direction. So we're going to start off with the NFL, then the NBA, and then we'll get to the MLB as the Phillies are starting to wrap up their game. So we'll see how that goes. All right, Thursday Night Football, yesterday, Colts at Broncos. We have a Colts fan in the house. Josh is a Colts fan. Hey, hey, you won. Calm down. Uh, the Colts, pretty, the yeah, Colts we, we won twelve to nine in overtime. Wow! This Jeff Bezos just purchased this for like gazillions of dollars, and the best they could do is twelve to nine. All right, so Colts win twelve nine in overtime yesterday in the Mile High City. Matt Ryan and Russell Wilson both zero touchdown passes and two picks. Both of them uh, did not hit three hundred passing yards. Pretty ugly game. I know the internet was uh, going crazy yesterday with how horrible and how it burned their eyes and all that good stuff. Broncos fans were even leaving the stadium as the game was in the last few seconds of regulation. That that should tell you something. Uh, Josh, I'll go to you first since you are a Colts fan. What did you see from both sides yesterday? And just what what was that game? I mean, it was so bad. Like, just what what is your thoughts on that? That game was one of the worst games I've ever watched as a Colts fan. <laughs> Yikes. Like, it was bad. For one, I'm a fan of Russell Wilson. I like I like him. He has been trash this season so far. Matt Ryan needs to retire after this season from the Woo. looks of, from the looks of it. This was bad. Like this like I was playing my game and watching the football game at the same time, and it got to the point where I didn't want to watch the football game. Wow. As a coach, I was like, I don't want to watch this football game because the Colts are bad. They're not good. They don't have a quarterback. Matt Ryan's no longer that star dude. Hmm. Uh, Jonathan Taylor is hurt, and I, he's basically like Sa- Saquon Barkley. I'm playing. I'm just playing. I'm the only great player on my team. Michael Pittman can only do sm- so much. They don't really have a star, quote unquote, star receiver. Uh, Shaq Leonard, the linebacker, inside linebacker, is out. We don't know his timetable return. They have a flu of injuries. 
Like they can't run the ball. Offensive line is also ripped to shreds. They can't they can't pass block. They can't run block. They literally are garbage. And it was like painful to watch because I was like, they can't get the ball going. They can't protect. Matt Rhymes was sacked, I think, almost five times last night. And they still won. And they still won. Another- With two interception. And he 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 He's throwing the ball. He's like playing like James Winston. And I, I'm, I'm being. He plays like James Winston Tampa days. I'm just throwing the ball anywhere. Woo, Tampa Winston. Yikes. And also, Naheim Hines uh, was stumbling a little bit, kind of like Tua was last week. Yeah. I saw that video. I'm like, are we doing this again? Like, no, nah, man. This, this is horrible. Like, this, it's no, horrible. Like with these these injuries that we're seeing again on Thursday Night Football. So, I don't I don't know what's going on, but we hope um, Naheim Hines does get better uh let's see here ali i'll go to you what did you see from the denver side of things fans were leaving before overtime and honestly you got a head head start on the traffic and you know they lost in overtime so it wasn't that big of a deal anyway uh russell wilson missed a wide open kj hamler at the red zone that would have given given them the win richard sherman uh, now an analyst, he was not too happy. He was telling the the lovely fans to you know run the ball, run the ball, <laughs> run the ball. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, Super Bowl Forty Nine all over again, oh my where Malcolm Butler was right there. Um, Stephon Gilmore was saying that he's him, uh, referring to himself yesterday. Allie, what what is going on with this Ross Nathaniel Hackett crap? I really don't know to be honest, like. I guess it's kind of a proof that Pete Carroll built a system around Russell Wilson and now Wilson doesn't have the system and it's just really showing like Pete Carroll's doing all right with Geno Smith. Like Seattle's still subpar, but like it's better than the Broncos. Let me just say that. And Daniel Hackett, I really don't know. Like this guy was my offensive coordinator last season Mm. and I think he was just riding the back of Aaron Rodgers and now here he is in a head coaching position and he really doesn't know what he's doing like time management is not there can't really be called plays for Russell Wilson and when he does Russell's just running for his life or throwing picks it's just looks ugly I've been seeing rumors I don't know if they're true but I did see one verified account say that um there has been like i think he was saying like what would the owner do and this one anonymous source was like i give hack another week or two or ax him like get rid of him i i don't know like th- this team had such high expectations they, they we're high hearing expectations. broncos country let's ride for the millionth time in the last few months right i wouldn't say this is on the level of like Baker Mayfield hubris where they had all those progressive commercials and they couldn't do anything. Are you talking about the Cleveland days where he had well, all the yeah. stars? Well, yeah, I was just sick of seeing his commercials. But Russell Wilson, you had all these expectations and it's just like, okay, well, let's let's see something here. And they're not really doing much on that. So honestly, Nathaniel Hackett, uh, I, don't, I don't know. Maybe he could be a one and done in Denver. You're you're not getting rid of that Russell Wilson contract. You can't. No, no way. No way. And, and the Broncos are under it new looks management. Looks like they may have overpaid him too, or even that's guaranteed money, right? Yeah, it's guaranteed. Yeah. And the Broncos just got. Remember, they they were just purchased by new management for right. all for the like billion. I was thinking it was like four billion or something. Uh, what makes this even worse? So the next Thursday night football game, Commanders at Bears. 
Oh, yeah, boy. that's going to be interesting. And the Broncos get another primetime slot. Uh, not this coming Monday, but the following Monday, the 17th, Broncos at Chargers. Oh, this God. is fantastic. That, will, that might be a three straight. That might be three straight L's. Yeah, honestly. <laughs> this is going to be great. Uh, Roger Goodell loves to see the fans complain about games, but the money goes straight and I can into you, the bank. As a guy, I don't know if y'all watched the game last night. I watched it. Boy, them fans were giving it to them. They were disgusting. I watched the end of it, yeah, but it, it they was were getting dis- pretty bad. They even said on the on the broadcast, like, yo, they leaving? I mean, like, it's 9-9. Like, the game was about to go into overtime. They said, nah, bro, we had it. We out of here. Because they understand, like, yo, he's playing garbage, and this team is not winning. Like, they had – this team was – the Broncos were legit supposed to go to the AFC Championship, if not the Super Bowl with Russell Wilson coming in town. And he, they have not – they have underachieved – Greatly to the point we're looking at Dak. Maybe maybe Russell Wilson's the worst quarterback in the division, not Derek yeah. Carr. Yeah, yeah, I mean, uh, Al Michaels was trying to, I guess, make the game a little more positive, and he was talking to Kirk Herbstreit, his uh, color commentator, and he's like, "Aren't there games like they're just so bad that they're good?" And Kirk was like, "No, no, no." Uh, but I, I, I found that especially in today's NFL where everything's high scoring, like yo, we don't want to see field goal at the field goal at the field yeah. goal. Nah, bro, y'all gotta yeah. score a touchdown. I mean, can point. you give an exception to weather games? The Just Jaguars Eagles. weather game is the only one, but it's at the it's the only exception. But exactly. even as like as a fan, you're like, yo, find yeah. a way, get it into the end zone. Right, even even right. Eagles Jaguars last week, the Eagles put like 29 points on the board. Yeah. So uh, here that was pouring. Here's the thing too. So I'm looking at the AFC standings, AFC West. So now it has the Chiefs at the number one spot, a uh, three and one. Chargers are two and two. The Broncos are two and three, and the Raiders are one and three. Broncos gave them gave the Raiders that win, by the way. And then in the AFC South, the Jaguars and the Titans are tied for first at two and two. The Colts at two two and one, and the Texans are o three and one. Oh my goodness! Football so the Texans ex- might go o and whatever this year. With the one tie. Ah, Colts and Texans tied. That's true. All right, so we'll see how that goes. Moving on in our NFL segment, this is a story I found just – I don't know how to react to this one. So there was a fan who ran onto the field uh, this past Monday, Rams at 49ers, and he had this pink smoke, I guess, that he had. What was that about? Did they ever I think it was a gender reveal. It was a gender reveal? But I, I did not confirm that. I, that's my guess at this point. So the fan is filing a lawsuit against Bobby Wagner for, quote, blatant assault. How? So Bobby Wagner responded. He said, I'm aware of the lawsuit, but I'm more concerned about the security guard who got hurt trying to chase him. And then, you know, he tackled him uh, before security took the fan into custody. Allie, I'll go to you. Why? What? what? This fan, it's like, buddy, it's your fault. Right. So what What do you make of this uh, legal action now? I think he just wants some of Bobby Wagner's money, to be honest. Of course. Yeah. That's, as, when you get tackled by a rich person, exactly. like, your job is, I'm going to sue so it, you get something back. It's like when you need money, you just walk in front of like a Ferrari because you know that person has money. But I just think it's really, really dumb. Like You knew you were going to go on the field, and you knew that there were going to be repercussions and you're going to get tackled or thrown play. out of the stadium. They don't play like that in the NFL. Like, they exactly. don't play Exactly. That. So, like, he, just, like, the thought process into this fan. Hey, I'm going to jump on this field. I might get tackled. I might get thrown out of the stadium. But it's going to be fun. And then soon Bobby Wagner, like, 
come on, dude. Like, that's your fault. Yeah, no, it's definitely the fans' fault. And here's the thing you were saying about money. Bobby Wagner signed a five-year, $65 million deal with the Rams well, back in March. Here's the thing. If the if the player comes at the fan, if they they are in the stands and a player jumps onto the jumps onto the railing, whatever, and attacks the fan, then that fan has a right to sue. That's different. That's though. different. Yes, but when you come onto the field, exactly. As I mean, as a guy who watches professional wrestling, I've seen the scenarios when the fan gets into the ring and gets punched by the fan. No, you came into our world now. You broke our rules. We have a right to attack you because we don't know what kind of harm you're. We don't. I'm just. I know it was pink gas, but we don't know what else it could have been. So Bobby Ragnar was doing the job. I'm protecting myself and my teammates. Yeah, and plus, like, there was another security guard that eventually got to the fans. So Bobby Wagner was just doing his job. Hey, there's a fan on the field. The clock's running. I'm going to stop this. Yeah, some good points uh, by both of you. Uh, just It's just a weird story. I mean, I know a lot of fans uh, were going back and forth, I guess, from Rams Niners to Aaron Judge uh, home run watch, which he did uh, – Clinch, yeah, by the way. Uh, Aaron Judge now the all-time single-season home run record, the clean record, not the Barry Bonds tainted Which record. is a lot of people still think is the record. Rob Man- Even Aaron Judge himself. Commissioner Rob Manfred, he said it's up to the fans to decide for themselves like what they consider like the true record. But um, Roger Maris, who was the previous record holder, I think he was sitting next to Aaron Judge's mom for those last few games. Yeah, he was. And it was, it was pretty cool. It's like... You know, to see someone break your record, it's that, that's got to be like, ah, man, I guess somebody finally broke it. But then you're like, yeah, it's the well, future. At some so. point, yeah, it's got to be broken. But uh, the when it comes to like the record, the real record and the false record, it's tough because it's like the 62 one is going to be the real record because ain't nobody, ain't no way nobody hitting 73 home runs in a season anymore. Yeah, bro. that's nobody that's, doing that. That again. ain't happening. Judge, it took Judge like the whole season to get there. It Yeah, just to get the 60. Schwarber was like 20 or something behind him. And actually, speaking of the Phillies, we'll get to them in a little bit, but the Phillies are now leading 4-2 to two in the ninth inning. Wait, okay. that just happened? Yes. yes. Yep, it's 4 right nothing. Okay. We'll get to that in a few minutes because uh, I, want, I want the game to finish before we talk about it, so... Um, they are in the top of the ninth. Phillies are ahead four to two. I like I like that a lot. But of course, we're not watching on the TV, so we'll just keep going for now. And then to wrap up our NFL segment, uh, before we go to break, this is another story that I found not really like news, like breaking news or hard news, as we say in the journalism field, but something that I found interesting. And we have a Green Bay fan in the room in Ali Pontano. So here we go. Green Bay cornerback Rasul Douglas, corner, not quarter. So defensive back Rasul Douglas, former Eagle, by the way. And Arizona Cardinal. That too. Said that uh, trips to play games over in London uh, bleeping sucks. So he's not a big fan of that. He did play over in London with the Eagles 2018. It was against the Jaguars because you cannot have London games at the Jaguars present. Uh, Let's see what we have. Giants at Packers on Sunday in London. It would be, I guess, in Lambeau if it weren't for this mm-hmm. uh, London game. Um, Josh, I'll go to you. Do you enjoy these international NFL games despite the early 9.30 a.m. start? You know what? I'm cool with it. Like, wake up in the morning. You can watch the football as you eat breakfast, enjoy breakfast, and everything like that. I can understand the players' a player's perspective. It's like, yo, we got to travel. 
I don't know the time, the flight between London. And it's like eight hours from here. Eight hours from there. And it's a five hour time difference. So they're five hours ahead of us. Yeah. So I can see that like your body is trying to adjust to the time. Then you got to, as soon as you finish that game, you got to go back to America. It is, I can see it being a pain yeah. and a very big pain. But you also like, in terms of the business aspect, the NFL is making bread with the London games. And <laughs> like they're getting their dollars up when it comes to these international game, football games. Yeah, some good points there. Uh, They are trying to expand to more cities. Obviously, we have Wembley Stadium in London, uh, Tottenham Hotspur in London. Uh, The Seahawks and the Buccaneers are playing in Munich, Germany uh, this season, I believe in a few weeks. And I believe the Cardinals Niners are playing in November in Mexico City. So they're definitely... Yeah, I do remember a Mexico City. They're definitely expanding, I guess... hmm. One place, I guess, let's see, where would I want them to play? Hmm. Saudi Arabia. They get a lot of money. The Bucks and wow, the Bucks wow. and the Hawks. This, the, the, the NBA. Saudi, the Saudi Arabia mummy go crazy. The um the Bucks and the Hawks in the NBA uh, they just played a game, I think, either yesterday or two days ago. It was, it like was in Abu Dubai in yeah. the United Arab wow. Emirates. So they are all over the place. They it's a lot of money when into the Dubai. The World Cups in Qatar. Yeah, it's a lot. Of, I'm talking like Those, millions and millions you, of dollars. You think you think American fans are crazy? Fans over there, that's their life. Like soccer and all these sports, that's their life. I mean, so. I know none of you guys know horse racing, but big race. It's called the Dubai World Cup. Okay. Richest horse race in the world. Like, that is a lot of money. Once you win that race, you're loaded for life. Yeah. Allie, I'll actually switch it back to you. Uh, Do you agree with Rasul Douglas on these uh, London games? I mean, do you like the 930 wake-up time for these? Or, you know, what are your thoughts on all this? I mean, going back to Josh, yeah, I agree with, like, them personally. Yeah, this time change, you're body is waking up um you're not ready for a game like all that kind of stuff right but at the same time i kind of like it like you wake up there's football and this sunday especially i'm off work so i can watch my packers hopefully beat the giants and just expect a. I don't know it's weird overseas games the bad teams always come through it's weird so Hopefully, also, uh, hopefully we'll win. They have a huge NFL fan base over there as well. That's true. They That's do. True. They do. They yeah. A, they have a huge NFL. I mean, fan they base. had NFL Europe. Just yeah. saying. Oh yeah, they do. Uh, the next international match. So after Giants Packers on Sunday, the next one is, I believe, in London. Broncos Jaguars. Oh my gosh. <laughs> on October thirtieth, which is at a uh, few weeks from now, at the end of the month. Again, you can't have an international NFL season without sending the Jaguars, the Jaguars over to our British friends overseas. Uh, Can we just call them the London Jaguars at this point? There were, you remember those rumors a few years ago that Shad Khan, their owner, was maybe thinking like four games over in London yeah. and four in Jacksonville? That was when there were 16 games, but that the airfare and the... You know, the jet lag and trying to get enough fans to fill the stadium. It's like you'd be alienating half the fan that, base. Right. I remember I just, said, I just said that they have a huge NFL fan base over there. Yeah. It's not the biggest fan base. The NFL isn't their biggest go-to. No, it's soccer. It, exactly. It's soccer. So when soccer is going on, they're going to go to the soccer. It's the games. Yeah. They're not exactly. going to tune into the football games. Yes. Their football is soccer. Oh, yeah. That's true. Yeah. That is very, very true. I mean, they got Man City, Manchester United. All so right. forth and so on. Yeah. 
All right, so we are going to head to break as the Phillies are now up six to two in the top of the ninth inning. Uh, the Phillies Allie, are just you're a Phillies fan? slapping the Cardinals right now uh, at the end of the game. All six of their runs uh, in this inning. So we'll get to that in a little bit. But first, we have to check the WGLS campus calendar. Rowan University's Department of Public Safety would like to remind everyone in the Rowan community about the importance of pedestrian safety, especially while crossing Route 322. Pedestrians traveling along the Chamberlain Student Center construction site are urged to follow all caution signs and avoid directly walking onto the highway. And motorists who fail to stop for pedestrians face serious fines. Please follow state law and stop for pedestrians. For questions about public safety, call 856-256-4922. This campus calendar is brought to you by Rowan Radio 89.7 WGLS-FM, your source for campus news and information. We'll be right back after these messages. WGLS programming is made possible in part by Barnes & Noble, the official bookstore for Rowan University. Located at 201 Rowan Boulevard, Barnes & Noble is your number one choice for prof's gear as well as a wide assortment of gifts, accessories, and sportswear. The bookstore is open Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 9 p.m., Saturday from 10 to 6, and Sunday, 10 until 6 p.m. The Starbucks Cafe opens 8 a.m. Monday through Friday and at 10 a.m. on Saturdays and Sundays. For more information, their website is rowanbookstore.bncollege.com. The Barnes & Noble Bookstore is proud to be a supporter of Rowan Radio, 89.7 WGLS-FM. Rowan Radio, 89.7 WGLS-FM. You're tuned in to another Friday edition of Offsides here on Rowan Radio Channel 2. I'm Larry Dealman, usually your Monday host, but I'm filling in for Danny Ryan, your usual Friday host, as Danny Ryan and Connor Brown will be on the call for the Rowan football game against TCNJ, their NJAC rival, in just a little bit. So with me in the studio, I have Josh Counts and Ali Pontano. We just finished our NFL segment talking about Thursday night football and some interesting stories that were talked about this week. All right, so we will now go to our NBA segment. As I said before the break, the Phillies just uh, went up 6-2 to two in the ninth inning as they were down 2-zip uh, a few moments ago. We'll get to them in a little bit, though. I want the game to finish first. Then we'll talk about it, so we'll save them for just a little bit later. All right, so the NBA segment, some interesting things happening this week, even though we are still in preseason. Here's one. Draymond Green and Jordan Poole of the Golden State Warriors got into a little bit of a heated scuffle at practice. Some are saying that Jordan Poole's attitude has changed in the offseason now that he's on his way to a contract extension although Steve Kerr shot this down. Steve Kerr is uh, their head coach, and the punishment for Draymond Green will be handled internally. Josh, is this the beginning of drama for the Warriors, the current champs? Okay. Yes. Yes, it is. And let me tell you why. Jordan Poole is a future future of the Golden State Warriors. He's a great young player. Yeah. 
He's he's got his championship, and I also heard about the rumors him being a little cocky and arrogant since he's getting since he's got the championship, and then you know about the big contract that he's on his way to getting. He's been in he's been having his tongue out with his mouth lately. Okay, Draymond Green. I don't know if any of you all saw the video, but the TMZ video. Oh TMZ, yes, I did. If you're listening, TMZ got hold of the video, and it's all over social media. Draymond Green downplayed this saying that you know it's a it was like it was like an nba tussle type of thing like hey it was a little pushing and shoving but nothing too crazy boy did that video tell did that video tell a different story because that man draymond green went up with malicious intent and punched the heck out of jordan pool <laughs> and i'm talking straight up deontay wilder knockout <laughs> yeah. jordan pool legs went stiff and he went back he knocked he clearly knocked him out yeah. so now it comes into question yo are you are, are you both able to put 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 aside your differences to go into the season yeah to win another perhaps win another championship they're clearly the favorites or somebody's going to get moved yeah. Is it going to be Draymond? Or is it going to be Jordan? You don't want to lose Draymond because he's an integral part of this team yeah and he's part of the team history but you also don't want to get rid of Jordan Poole because no, he's a great young talent. Honestly, if I'm the Warriors, Draymond, because he's getting older, he's going to want too much money. Jordan Poole, as we see, you know, has that swagger, has the the talent to back it up. And Draymond, I think they were saying he was interested maybe in uh, other options in free. Yeah, the thing with Draymond though, you get yeah, you, Draymond is coming up there in age. I don't expect him to play forever, obviously. And he has accomplished most things in his career. But yeah. the thing with Draymond, he also has the big deal with TNT. He's part of the Turner family. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. So he could go into like to he could go into inside the NBA and stuff like that. <laughs> but the thing with Draymond is that you don't have a lot of leaders like Draymond on that team. Yeah. I mean and I don't I know I'm using that word in a very ironic way, especially after he punched his teammate in the face. But this is the first time Draymond's got in it with, you know, players. We all remember the Kevin Durant situation. Oh, yeah. Kevin Durant. Call him the B word. And, you know, Kevin Durant, they were able to put aside, but KD ended up leaving. He said that was the reason why I left. Draymond Green and Patrick Beverly are two players that I can think, like, literally right off the top of my head. You hate to face them, but you love them on your team. They can yeah. be good leaders. You know, we might make fun of them. Like Patrick Beverly, he said the next five years are mine to Steph Curry, and he was so wrong on that. And or the or the Chris Paul stuff. They the, on yeah, YouTube. the Chris Paul and Draymond Green. Obviously, like the the rumor was that he went to his car and you basically begged Kevin Durant to come to the Warriors and blah blah blah. So, uh, lots to go on. Draymond Green, of course, uh, one of the best leaders in the NBA. Yep. Ali, I'll go to you. Um, do you think this is the beginning of um, we're starting to see the cracks in terms of chemistry this season, or is this just like it's intensity in the, the preseason and practice? You know, it just kind of happens. I think it's a little bit of both, to be honest. Okay. Like, last season for the Warriors, even though they won, like, seemed like a struggle for them to get to the NBA Finals. Mm -hmm. Like, they were up and down, and you're just hearing stuff. And then at the same time, they won the championship. They're the reigning champs. And now you're just like, okay, I got to prove it. I got to get the title back because that's my title. And you have a young player coming off a championship season. And they just want to get back to it. 
Yeah, I mean, right now, the Warriors, assuming they keep everybody uh, here and, you know, health is a big thing, they're obviously the favorites right now, no doubt about mm-hmm. it. The Western Conference is theirs for the taking. Well, I don't um, know. I don't know if it's theirs for the taking because well, the Suns I, are imploding I, right I, now. I don't, no, the, I'm not. I'm not even paying attention to the Suns. The Suns, the weight, that whole thing <laughs> yeah. with the Suns is all over the place. I I still gotta see what the Lakers do. My team, I think the team that really that can give a threat to the Warriors is the Clippers. Yep, Ooh, that's yeah. the only team that I can see that can knock off the Warriors. I just the need way to the see, Clippers are constructed, and they got the best coach in the league in Talu. I just need to see consistency because obviously we see Kawhi with load management. He's got this is a this is a this is a season like a lot of players have the, a lot of proof this season. Kawhi Leonard is one of those players like you got a lot to prove. It's not it's not in a matter of like you got to remind us who who you are, bro. Kawhi and PG have been there for now a few years and it's like nobody has said anything negative. It's just like, "Oh, you know, we're Clippers are back in town." And then it's like one year of somebody else. Oh, guys, have you seen them? Like it's just, you know, I don't I think the Clippers are getting a little bit of a break, but this season if they can't at least get to the conference finals with health being a factor. You know, they got to the conference finals for the first time ever um, without some of their stars. So we'll have to see about that. Uh, but going back to the Warriors, the, they, they're pretty much favorites right now uh, to get to the uh, the finals again. Um, honestly, this could be the beginning of something, but uh, hopefully Draymond and Jordan can kind of, you know, ease things out over and, uh, we'll see some Warriors basketball once again. All right, so moving on to a story that was really hot this week. Um, the oh my gosh, what was it? The NBA G League Ignite. They were taking on this. I think it was like a French team, um, manned by one Victor Wembanyama, a French prospect, 18 years old. He is a consensus number one pick in next year's draft. So here was Mike A. Scotto. Is he's an NBA writer? Um, this was uh, per him, I guess, on Adam Silver not wanting teams to tank for Victor Wembanyama. And uh, Adam Silver said, "I know that many of our NBA teams are salivating at the notion that potentially through our lottery they can get him, so they should all still compete very hard next season." Which is interesting because if you compete, then how can you tank? Uh, Allie, I'll start with you. Victor Wembanyama, pretty much seen as the number one pick right now. Could the NBA see some hardcore tanking from the bottom-feeding teams to get Victor Wembanyama? And does this really make a difference from the Sixers in the process? I mean, so NBA is not like the NFL. You have a lottery system. Right. So the best team, hypothetically, still could get the first pick. Yeah. Not I don't you yes, have a you have a fourteen percent chance. The, right, the worst right. the worst the worst record you got, the better chance you got again the lottery, but that's right. not even the that's but not like, really the truth. Hypothetically, the best team still get can get the first pick. So tanking it is still relevant in the NBA, but it's not, not as like much that. They're fixing it, right? Fixing it used to be it. like twenty five percent. Like when it, it when it used to be the process, it was like okay, this we know we see the, the, sixes, the, process, what the sixes are doing. It was hardcore tanking. Was, they were giving up everybody first, two, two weeks into the season. They were giving up and say, "Yo, we're going to tank to get." Michael Carter Williams. We're going to tank to get Jabari Parker. No, right. not Jabari Parker. They're going to tank to get a uh, Joel Embiid. Okafor. 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 Thank Okafor, you. There. Okafor. Uh, they're going to tank to get these players 
Most of them didn't stick around. They ended up trading them. Oh, oh Nerlens Noel. Let's not forget about him. Drew Holiday was sent to New Orleans. Yes. Oh, yeah. Y'all did forget that. Well, now he's in Milwaukee. So Yeah. He got hey. championship, though. Hey. But going back to your going back to your point, Larry. Yes, it, this is a I don't think they're going to do it. But you, Adam Silver is right. Like, I don't know if you watched him. That was a, that dude had a seven. That dude was a seven to five guard, bro. I'm talking handle, jump shot, movement. Step, he's basically KD. He's KD. At center. He's KD. He's the, he's the French KD. He's the French version of the KD. The French Greek? Or the, the French uh, freak? <laughs> oh, okay, okay. <laughs> Not the Greek freak, the French freak? The French freak. Okay, okay. <laughs> but <laughs> he's going to be he, – he could possibly be a great player. I think he needs to put a little bit more weight on him. He needs to get some muscle mass Same on him. Same thing with Holmgren, too, yeah. Oklahoma yeah. City. He yeah. needs to put some more muscle mass on him because I think the skinny players are just – even though as talented as you are – when you go up against the dude, the real dudes in the NBA, they're going to put, put that – they're going to hurt you. They're going to put that physicality on you. But in terms of the tanking, you Adam Silver is going to be able to pay attention. Adam Silver is going to pay attention. As Trust me, as a Knicks fan, whose team who's been trying to tank to get some top players has not worked out all the time. No, no. no. You, you're going to see, like, the bottom teams, like, getting desperate, especially, like, closer to playoffs and – they're going to be like, all right, the, we're just going to throw those. Put the young guys in, take the vets yeah, out. The exactly. Knicks, the Knicks tried the tank to get Zion. And failed miserably. Yeah. <laughs> and ended up with the third pick. Now, I like R.J. Barrett, but I'm like, yo, R.J. He not ain't no Zion. Zion. He's not Zion. He's not John Morant. Bro. No, he's not. Um, the thing is uh, with this, right now the bottom feeding teams that pretty much are um, consensus – like to be near the number one pick, you have the Spurs, you have the Thunder, uh, the Pacers are down there, the Pistons, the Magic are around there. Unless you know, I mean, unless they completely fall apart, I don't see the Spurs. The Spurs have like the worst odds right now. They have are worst like, odds, but I don't. That's not the Greg Popovich way to tank. I mean, I, I no. don't. I don't see it. It, it. I I can't. I can't see the Spurs ever tanking. I can just see them playing hard but still losing. Yeah, but tanking. Nah. Popovich literally told the media he was like, basically like, don't bet on us to win the championship this year. Here's the thing. So it was a Bleacher Report Instagram post that I saw, and it was basically like, what would you give up to get Victor Weminyama? As a Sixers fan, I know that we'll never get him because we're just too good. But I said, as a Sixers fan, if there was an offer, anyone not named Embiid, Harden, or Maxi. So that means I would give up the entire bench the rest of our starters, Doc Rivers, all of our first until 2028, and the Liberty Bell. I think that's Oof. a fair trade. Wait, including James Harden that you guys No, 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 no. No, you no, said no. not Harden. Not no. Harden. No Harden okay, and Peter okay. Maxey. So, no ma- so basically the big three of the Philadelphia 76ers right Got it, got it. Which are Harden Include and the Liberty Bell, too? Like, come <laughs> that on, might man. That might be the sweetener, honestly. The Liberty Bell? Yeah. So, that's what... Okay, what's next? Are you going to give them the Declaration of Independence or the Constitution? If it's on the table, yeah. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I there mean, goes America. It's just a document. Just put it like in the copy machine. Make another <laughs> one. It it is possible. That it does sound like a fair trade. Yeah, that does sound like a fair trade. But I don't know. Can can uh, what's it? How you pronounce his name? I'm sorry. Victor Weminyama. Victor Weminyama and me play together. I mean, well, we have. Would you have to move ooh. Weminyama? That's the like that's the, the three out of four. That's the Embiid Horford situation all over again. Yeah, I, even though Wemi and Webinyama is more a better shooter than either of them. Yeah, but I think that that's actually going to be a good question when he comes into the league. Where are you going to place him? Is he going to be your star center? or Are you going to place him at the four? Nah, he's going to be a center. Seven foot. Center? Four, I feel like seven foot four. You cannot put him at right. power forward. Yeah. I feel like it's good. You're gonna see a development like what Giannis had. Like yeah. he came in really skinny, and now 
dude's absolute freak. Yeah, because yeah. he realized, like, all right, yo, these dogs are hitting me. Like, I got to put that <laughs> mask on me. Throw, throw back to one of his first tweets. Just had my first cheeseburger. God bless America. Yeah. All right, so Victor Weminyama, obviously a hot topic right now in the NBA. I would expect to see some hardcore tanking. I don't know, obviously, who will get him, uh, as we saw with this year with the Magic getting the number one overall pick and selecting Paolo Bancaro, but uh, we will see and keep an eye on good old Victor Weminyama. And finally, to round out our NBA segment, LeBron James, yes, that LeBron James, wants to be an owner of a potential Las Vegas expansion team. He already has uh, minority stakes in other teams, I believe, um, there's a uh, not Manchester. Like a is it Manchester? Ball. He's yeah. got like a pickup and the red the Red Sox too. He got one of the Red Sox. I yeah. think so. I I thought I saw something about that. So here's the quote that LeBron um, he said the other day because they played against the Suns on Wednesday at T-Mobile Arena in Vegas. Quote: I would love to bring a team here at some point. That would be amazing. And I know Adam Silver is in Abu Dhabi right now, I believe, James said, alluding to the Bucks and Hawks preseason trips uh, to the United Arab Emirates that they are currently over there. Uh, but he probably sees every single interview and transcript that comes through from NBA players. So I want the team here, Adam. Thank you. And then he also said on his The Shop Uninterrupted, uh, I want a team in Vegas. Uh, oh, he's a part owner of Liverpool FC and the and the Boston Red Sox. Yeah, I, I want the team in Vegas, end quote. So a lot going on right there. Uh, Josh, I'll start with you first. Would an NBA Vegas team be as popular as the Golden Knights and the Raiders? Possible. Uh, it, it is possible. I'll, first of all, if, if Vegas gets a team, Seattle deserves a team as well. Seattle, oh, yeah. Yes. Seattle, Seattle deserves a basketball team. The again. Thunder, pretty Se- much, like, the records kind of went to the Thunder side. Yeah. So Seattle Bring back definitely the Supersonics. Deserves. I don't know if you can get me pop for I don't know if you can be popular than Golden Knights and the Raiders because I don't think that's the most popular thing in Vegas. I think the most popular thing in Vegas is the UFC. That's state town. And the gambling. And <laughs> yeah. that, 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 too. That's also another thing you got to take into the fact is the gambling and – Listen, we know how the Raiders have been since they got to the, since they got to Vegas. There's been a lot of controversy surrounding certain people in the organization, yeah. and Vegas is not quote unquote the most the best player for a, the best area for athletes with everything going around with Vegas sports gambling. Dude, right. it's known as Sin City. Exactly. <laughs> so, it, as much as I, it would be cool to have a basketball team in Vegas, sure. Yeah. But I don't know. I don't. But to answer your question, I don't know if they could be popular in the Golden Knights because I think Golden Knights is one of the the biggest teams in Vegas, not outside of the Raiders, obviously. But that's still that's yeah. still the Oakland. That still goes to the Oakland ro- the roots. Yeah. And I think the UFC is still one of the best things in Vegas. Didn't the Golden Knights go to the like the Stanley Cup in their first year or yeah. something? The- yeah. They were crazy. That was crazy. Allie, I'll go to you as we wrap up our NBA segment. Do you think it'd be a good idea to give the Sin City uh, an NBA expansion team right now? They're at 30 teams. I mean, the NFL obviously is 32. Um, you know, the NHL just expanded to Seattle and Las Vegas. Uh, the NBA right now is at 30. Do you see an NBA Sin City team? Would they be as uh, popular with the Knights and the Raiders over there? 
I can see it because they already have a WNBA team and oh yeah, the that, Aces. That's right. Yeah, the Aces just won they the just, championship. I forgot about them with Becky yeah. Hammond as the coach. Okay. Yeah, they okay. just First won. Year. Yeah, exactly. They just won the championship, so you already have a basketball arena. Yeah. Um, I could see it. I don't think they'll be quite as popular as the Aces or the Golden Knights because those are the Las Vegas teams. They started in Las Vegas. The Raiders go back to California, so, like, <laughs> everyone's still, like, a little shaky with them. But, like, if you bring a team to Las Vegas, I don't think anyone's going to hate it. It's just more of keep your players under control. Don't go gamble off your money. Don't do anything dumb. Yeah, and there are definitely some good points there. Um, I think I think it's a good idea. I know a lot of fans are still um, dying to see another Seattle franchise. The Supersonics um, actually are now the Oklahoma City Thunder. And that was, I believe, Russell Westbrook's rookie year was the first year in OKC. Kevin Durant played in Seattle for one whole season, and then they made the move. So that was uh, how that went down. Uh, I would be interested seeing uh, Le Owner as the... Uh, as the new owner of the um, the Vegas potential expansion team, but we'll see how Adam Silver wants to play his cards. All right, so we will wrap up our NBA segment, and we will go into the MLB, where the Phillies won 6-3 in a thriller. So we will get to that in just a few moments. But, of course, we have to check our WGLS community calendar. The Samaritan Center is a program that helps Glassboro residents with economic difficulties by providing free food once a month. You can give back to your community by donating food, clothes, or by volunteering your time. Email glassborofoodbank at gmail.com or visit online at glassborofoodbank.org for more information. This community calendar is brought to you by Rowan Radio 89.7 WGLS-FM, your source for community news and information. We'll be right back after these messages. WGLS-FM programming is made possible in part by Italian Affair Restaurant and Wine Bar. Located at 900 Delcy Drive in Glassboro, Italian Affair offers traditional Italian cuisine in multiple dining areas, including an outdoor patio. Established in 1988, Italian Affair also provides catering and private party options. For more information, the phone number is 856-881-2121 and the website is italianaffairglassboro.com. Italian Affair Restaurant and Wine Bar is proud to support the programming on Rowan Radio 89.7 WGLS-FM. Rowan Radio 89.7 WGLS-FM. You're tuned in to another Friday edition of Offsides here on Rowan Radio Channel 2. I'm Larry Dealman. Usually on your, uh, usually your Monday host, I'm filling in for Danny Ryan, who he and Connor Brown are about to call the Rowan University football game as they take on their NJAC rival uh, in TCNJ at six o'clock. So make sure once you're done here on Offsides, you tune into Rowan Radio uh, Channel One, and you will get to hear um, the football game between the Profs and the Pride. All right, so we got done our NFL segment. We just finished our NBA segment. And to wrap things up, before we get to our top five, uh, we got to talk about the fighting Phils who just pulled off a 
beautiful comeback against the St. Louis Cardinals on the road. The Cardinals went up 2-0 in the seventh inning, and then in the ninth inning, the Phillies uh, went nuclear and scored six runs uh, to one by St. Louis. Final score, 6-3 in St. Louis. So the Phillies are up 1-0 in the series right now. Remember, this is the new format. So it used to be just one wild card game and you're done. Uh, but now in the new format, uh, it's actually a 12-team format now, six from the National and the American Leagues. Um, so right now the wild card is a three-game series. Tomorrow could be the clinching game for the Phillies. Is that the next game in Philly, Philadelphia or is it still in St. Louis? They're all in St. Louis. All in St. Louis? Okay. Uh, once it goes to five games, then they switch. But just three games, it's all in the same city. Okay. Um, so all three games, if necessary, are in St. Louis. Tomorrow, 8.37 start, as well as Sunday, 8.37 start. So could the Phillies clinch tomorrow? We will have to find out. Uh, the Phillies were third in the NL East this season at 87-75. and 75. The Cardinals won the NL Central at 93-69. It's the first postseason format change since 2012. Allie, I'll go to you. The Phillies were looking a little slow in the beginning of the game. Bats weren't getting going. A little? <laughs> uh, a lot, okay. Uh, wh- what's your reaction to this? Like, the Phillies absolutely exploded. I'm looking at the uh, the box score on Bleacher Report. Uh, let's see. Alec Bohm got hit by a pitch there. Uh, getting bases loaded. Let's see. Gene Segura came up big. Uh, let's see. Uh, they were keep moving. Bryce uh, Brandon Marsh singled and got a few people to score. Schwarber, Schwarber hit a sack fly, uh, and Bryson Stott scored. And then in the ninth, the Cardinals got one run but just couldn't finish the job. Allie, what's your reaction? I mean, the main question is, why couldn't you do this all game? Why did it have to come down to the ninth? Because playoffs. I'm about to say, because I'd rather, I'd rather have it later than ever. But like it's. <laughs> You're going never, against I should the say. same team all day. At least get something on the board. It was kind it was of looking, fu- It was looking dark. It was looking dark. It was frustrating to watch because I was in Derek's office watching the game, and it was just bad. Like, I saw the two-run home run, and yep. just it was bad. Oh yeah. Josh, anything? I mean – I mean, I'm a Yankee fan, so I'm waiting for the Yankees to start get, get ready to play. But it, I, I was watching since I, we obviously we're in Jersey. We're gonna be. I'm. Gonna, I pay attention to all the Philadelphia media outlets and all, all the Philadelphia sports teams. So I was watching the the game, and I was like, I'm in my head thinking like, Oh, are they about to blow this? Are they about to drop this this first game? And as we were recording, as you kept mentioning early in the show that yo, they're up, they're up. They came out crazy in the top of the knife mm-hmm. scoring six unanswered runs yep the closest game out and it's like oh if y'all got that imagine if they could play like that all That's all what I'm like saying. all through the game like you could like say if you could score early in the game and then we get to the knife and it's still a tied close right. game you turn on that you activate that clutch gene <laughs> it's like uh-oh now y'all a real problem now going deep in the playoffs right yeah a lot of uh interesting things Going on, I guess, in Philadelphia now. Quick, that Quick sidetrack. Go ahead. The St. Louis Cardinals do this red October thing, too. Is it all the teams that wear red do red October? Probably. Um, I just I just find that curious. Probably. I don't know. I don't know. I think 
The Red October, I thought that was just like a Phillies thing. Me too, but the Cardinals posted it like, oh, Red October and stuff like that. I'm like, they do Red October too? Yeah, I mean, well, they do have red on their uniform. The Cardinal is red, so. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, you can look at Cincinnati Reds and see if they. You can't get any more red than that. Right, exactly. (laughs) Yeah, so Phillies win 6-3 to in St. Louis today. Uh, Let's see, I'm looking at the. Uh, playoff bracket for the 2022 season so the Phillies and the Cardinals have at least one or two more games to go Uh, the winner of this series goes on and faces the current champions the Atlanta Braves Phillies that is a rival for them so that would be kind of interesting to see Um, looking around the other series uh, the winner of the Padres-Mets series goes to L.A. to face the Dodgers, and then it goes into the five-game format, so they switch cities every two games. Uh, and the fifth game would be at home for the, the better team. Uh, let's see. In the American League, the Guardians defeated the Rays today 2-1. to one. Uh, see. The winner of that series would take on the Yankees and Aaron Judge's um, nuclear destruction force. Bronx Bombers. Well, that too. And then the Seattle Mariners. I was ready to say Kraken for a second. (laughs) Seattle Mariners and the Toronto Blue Jays. Winner of that series will face the Houston Astros. Mariners for nothing. The Blue Jays top of the six. Oh, my. So, wait, who's the home team? Uh, Toronto? Mariners. Or is is Toronto? I have no clue. I believe it's Toronto. Let me check. Let me check. I want to say Toronto. Uh. It's Toronto because they got the better record. 92, right, right. 92, oh, okay, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, winner of that goes to Houston. I'm very interested to see how the Phillies perform starting tomorrow as well. And um, maybe a deep playoff run? Possible. I don't know. I don't know. Like, this, this, obviously, this Phillies team is very special. Like, they've been like, – there's been many times they, they – they, we, we all thought – I'm not even a Phillies fan. I thought, like, all right, they about to choke in September, like – like it is, it's about to go down. They're about to choke. It ain't gonna be no playoff. But here they are. They they came back and won that close game in the uh, obviously in the top of the knife. You know, and like you know what? If they could win, they they could they take on the Dodgers, the Braves. Oh, the Braves. It will be the Braves, not the Dodgers. Winner goes to the Braves. Yeah. Winner goes to the Braves. Thank you, thank you, uh, thank you, Larry. Uh, they I could see them knocking off the Braves. Nice. I could see it. The winner of the Padres Mets goes to L.A. Oh, okay, Padres Mets. All right. Man, I would love to see the Padres and the Dodgers go at it. <laughs> the Padres, uh, they got Juan Soto. Uh, Fernando Tatis, a little uh, sidetracked right now. He has a uh, suspension for PEDs, but uh, postseason baseball could get very interesting in the coming days and week. All right, so we will not go to break. We'll just go right to our top five. But first, wake up with Rowan Radio. For the early bird special, every weekday starting at 7 a.m., our hosts will help you get through your morning with entertaining stories and special giveaways, plus news, weather, and traffic, and of course, the music that matters. Start your day off right with the early bird special every Monday through Friday from 7 to 9 a.m., only on Rowan Radio 89.7 WGLS-FM, and also online at rowanradio.com. Alrighty, let's get to our top five. And we'll stick with our MLB um, umbrella here. Here we go. Name five Phillies who have to step up if they want to go far in the postseason. Now, on the itinerary, I said five players, but I broke my own rule, and I will just say Phillies 
anybody. It could be coaches. It could be players. It could be front office, if you, even if you want to do that. Um, Josh, I'll start with you. Oh, man, if you, you have one to five, uh, five to one, honorable mention, no order. If you don't want to, go ahead. All right, I'm going. I'm going to be looking to talk about a lot about the hitters. So most of my my fives going to be the hitters because okay. the hitters, even okay. though they came up clutch in the ninth, bro, they were they were not doing good in the early innings. First off, Bryce Harper, star player, you got to get going. Oh for uh oh for three, they paid you the big money, big money to for these big for these big games right here. You gotta you gotta. Start. I'm not saying you gotta knock out home runs, but you gotta get going. Uh, Schwarber. I was at that Phillies game against, I believe it was the Braves, when Schober knocked out two homers for, when every time he was at bat. For, he's got to get going. He's another one, 0 for 4. He, um, he's got to get going, like hitting home runs. Uh, Ross Hoskins. Reese Hoskins. Reese. Re, thank you. Reese, how you say, Reese Hoskins? Reese. Reese Hoskins, thank you. Reese Hoskins, another one. Uh, Boehm, like – so, so I, like the hitters have got to get going. So my top five is basically everybody on the hitting list. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, definitely some good points there. Um, the hitting definitely has to get moving because it, it was getting ugly. Because I was watching most of the game and it was getting pretty ugly. I don't think you're, especially if you want to make a deep playoff run, you got to be able to hit. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, definitely. You got to, you got to go deep uh, in the hitting rotation. Definitely. Allie, I'll go to you. One to five, five to one, no order. Uh, if you have an honorable mention, go. I mean, in general, the whole team. Like, wake up, guys. Like, yeah. Palm up the knife. A little scary, but come on now. Outfield, do your job. But players, specifically, very similar to Josh, if not identical. Bryce Harper, Schwarber, Wheeler, um, Reese Hoskins. Like, come on, people. Like, I don't even know what to say anymore. Like, Phillies, we are so used to, like, them going to the playoffs. Depression. Yes, exactly. Thank you. Like, we actually have hope for you guys this season. But, like, the whole team just, come on now. All right. So, I will wrap us up with my top five. Uh, I had an honorable mention. Rob Thompson, the manager for the Phillies, they just completely – uh, turned around this season. They were 22 and 29 um, it, back in June. They got rid of Joe Girardi. Rob Thompson stepped up, and he is only now the fourth manager in NBA. Oh my gosh, uh, NBA? MLB no MLB <laughs> history. Only the fourth manager to make the turnaround they did while they were seven games under 500. So definitely a legendary turnaround for Rob Thompson's crew. All right, number five, Zach Wheeler uh, was on the mound today for about two-thirds of the game. Uh, did very well. Not a lot of hits given up. Obviously, through seven innings almost, it was scoreless for both sides. So, uh, Wheeler definitely put on a good performance today. Reese Hoskins at number four. I know he's you know has his streaks, but um, I feel confident that he can get something going. Three, I got Kyle Schwarber. Uh, Schwarbombs were everywhere this season. He was... I believe was he second in the league in home runs or just I know he won the NL crown. Oh, it actually that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, he was second. Aaron Judge won the home run crown for the league and obviously the American League and Schwarber got the NL crown. So, um Schwarber second in the league in home runs this season. Unbelievable. So, I definitely need to see some Schwarber bombs going into these other games. Uh number 2, I got Aaron Nola. 
had a very good performance the other day against the Houston Astros when they clinched a, a wild card berth. So he's definitely going to be key uh, in the. I believe he might be on the mound tomorrow. So that's yeah, something to keep an eye be. on. Okay, Aaron Nola be, will be on the mound tomorrow. And number one, Bryce Harper. He's your star. He's the guy getting all the money. Uh, I know the injury bug kind of got him this season, but uh, definitely need to see some hits from him. Um, you know, there's not much, not much, not much else to say on that. You know, Bryce Harper need to see some hits. All right, so that is going to do it for Friday Offsides today. I'd like to thank Josh Counts and Ali Pontano for uh, stepping in and joining us. I will be back on Offsides in my usual Monday slot. Uh, Join us Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Offsides at 5 o'clock. I'm your Monday host, Aaron Hook on Wednesdays and Danny Ryan on Fridays. I was just stepping in today because Danny and uh, Danny Ryan and Connor Brown are about to call the Rowan uh, TCNJ football game happening in, happening at 6 p.m. Tune in. Yeah, uh, I believe it'll be on Channel One. You're listening to, to Channel Two. Uh, switch over to Channel One when we are done. And just to give a final update about um, some of these games going on. At least today, obviously they're going on all weekend. The Guardians won two to one against the Rays. The Phillies came back and won six to three in St. Louis. The Mariners currently are up four zip on Toronto in the sixth, and the Padres Mets starts at eight oh seven. So we'll see about that. For everybody here in the Rowan Radio Sports Department, I'm Larry Dealman. Have a good night. You've been listening to Offsides, a weekly roundtable discussion about the world of professional sports, featuring the diverse perspectives of the Rowan Radio Sports Department. Tune in next Monday, Wednesday, and Friday from 5 to 6 p.m. for another edition of Offsides, only on Rowan Radio 89.7 WGLS-FM.